What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the High Performance Agents Podcast. My name is Taj Howell. I'm an IFBB pro. I'm a peak performance expert. I'm a real estate investor, and I've helped countless agents get in the best shape of their lives, elevate their mindsets to never-before-seen levels, and ultimately increase their GCI production and performance overall. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Now, today's speaker, we have someone very special coming online. This is Paul Rasuna. And Paul Rasuna actually has a behavioral uh, behavioral specialist background, right? He came into, you know, he, he started off in his life as a behavioral specialist. You know, he grew up very, very poor. You know, he, he was interested in real estate from a young age, you know, and he actually set the goal to buy his first multifamily property at age eight or nine and was able to buy it by age 25. Okay, absolutely outstanding stuff. He started in the real estate industry when he was 28 years old, sorry, as a real estate agent, when he was 28, bought the company that he was working for by age 31. And in the first, I believe, two years or first one year, actually, of buying that company, increased sales by 2x. Okay, and he's on track this year to do the exact same thing. He scaled his business and his brokerage over the last 24 months from six agents to 16 agents and counting. I'd like to welcome Mr. Paul Ritsuna to the stage to talk a little bit today about leadership. Paul, say hello. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm not on Facebook, so I can't see anybody, but it's all good. Taj, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, Absolutely. So before I get into it, so obviously I'm, I'm going to talk about leadership and at least from my perspective, what I feel it is. And from my experience from, you know, again, I, I was a wrestler, I'm still part-time wrestling coach. I help out at a high school level and essentially leadership, there's a lot involved to it. And it, there is no perfect way to do it, but from my experience, from the behavioral job, from growing up, from managing athletes and students and agents, um, I've come up with a number of things that work for me and as well as with my clients and whatnot. And the first thing I wanna start out with is talk about, you know, again, like you were talking about mindset. Number one is your mindset. We are all affected dramatically by our environment, whether, whether it's, you know, where, where you grew up, location, your, your family, your friends, your teachers, your mentors. These, are, these, you know, influences in your life literally create the neuropathic connections in your brain that determine your thought patterns. So if, if in, in, in a lot of instances, we set limitations on ourselves that are based upon these influences in our lives. And what I've come to find, even when I was younger, and, and now I'm finding it even more, but essentially, as soon as you realize that your environment and these, these external factors actually are the things that set your limitations on you, as soon as you realize that, that you're not necessarily programming your own limitations, the, the outside world is, 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 the second you really, really understand it, is the second your life starts to change and you can start to take control over it and adapt and really be, become limitless. You know, no, I am not perfect. No, I have not accomplished everything that I want to accomplish, but I have extremely big goals. I have extremely big dreams. And there's a lot of people out there that do it as well, that have these as well. And, and sometimes these people that are close to you will say to you, you know, why do you have such big dreams? You really need to reel it in. 
And what I say is, who do you think you are setting my limitations? Right. So, I love that. So love that. That's kind of just the segue going into leadership. You know, it's be open-minded, understand that there's there's external perceptions. Don't allow people around you to pull you down to not do the things you want to do, right? So starting with leadership, the, the number one thing is the CEO has to show up to the company. If you're an agent, even if you're not a broker, you are your own CEO of your business. So as an agent, you're, you're at least in New Hampshire anyways, you're a 1099 employee, you know, uh, you're a 1099, you're a subcontractor in a way. And, and essentially it's, if you want to do better in business, you have to show up. If you want to post more on, on social media, you got to just do it. You have to make these things non-negotiable, right? You, you, if, you want to, if you want to get more done in a day, something that, that I've even said to Taj before is like, you know, stop and reflect. What are you doing the last two hours before you go to bed, right? Now imagine, you know, most people waste that time. Go to bed two hours earlier, wake up two hours earlier, structure your day, right? I'm, I'm creating a Keeler, a, 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 like a real estate lifestyle, right? And, and, and like a blueprint, like what matches a real estate agent's lifestyle. And Taj was talking about this on Clubhouse. And I'm telling anybody here, if you don't have Clubhouse, I highly recommend it. I'm on it every day at 5 a.m. or quarter of five every morning, listening to different things while I'm getting ready, while I'm working out, while I'm structuring my to-do list to schedule my day. And I'm learning a lot. It's like free college, you know, uh, or it's even better than that. There's so many people on there. But essentially, you know, I was having Keeler coaching every Thursday. So we do these coachings. I mean, we do more than just once a week, but every Thursday I was having it two to three o'clock in the afternoon. And Taj was mentioning during the, during one of his clubhouse uh, talks, he was talking about one of his other broker clients from somewhere in the other place in the country. And then, and he was saying, uh, you know, kind of what he was no noticing is a lot of agents tend to structure their, their mornings to get like certain type of stuff done where you have to be at the office or you have to be at home and then have flexibility. You have to have flexibility in the afternoon for, for your clients. And I was like, I am like, I'm so ignorant in a way. Like I felt, I was like, <laughs> duh. Like, what am I doing having this at two or three o'clock? It's, I'm just even finding it for me. It was like, this is kind of difficult because now I'm, I really have to like not allow any showings or schedule stuff with clients during this time. Right. So structural fluidity is what I like to call it. All right. So structural right. fluidity. So, yeah. and, and I'm telling you, it's like, it, it, it changes things. It actually, I was working for the first two, two years and three, four months basically up to nine weeks ago, I was working, you know, up eight, nine, sometimes 10 o'clock, sometimes later at night, working my tail off, working my tail off, running the company. There was, I was, you know, when I first did, uh, bought the company, re redoing, uh, renovating all this stuff, essentially you can put more time in as a CEO if you find time. So if you can cut out the end of the day, two hour watching TV, doing what, whatnot, there is no excuse not to have time. So in leadership, you've got to find or create structure time into your schedule to nurture and take care of your business. And, and to be a leader, like you have to be able to do these things or you're not going to be able to take care of your clients or your agents or your family or have personal life and have friends. And I can tell you, since I've been doing this, you know, I've found a very good routine that's worked for me. The last nine weeks, I've had to work past eight o'clock twice. And that's to me, that's crazy. But I'm finding that's powerful, man. 
now I have time. Saying you don't have time is a bad excuse, right? And this is this kind of let's let's keep going here, right? So you got to put time in your business, physically, mentally. You have to make some sacrifices here, right? You got to take care of your people, whether it's your agents, your again, your clients. I'm trying to gear this toward or even family, trying to keep this into real estate, but essentially it's all connected. This is all connected. If you're if you can structure your, you know, your time and your ability here, you're going to be able to show up as a CEO. If you don't show up as CEO, I mean, everything's going to fall apart. In, yeah. in well, and that's, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand too, you know, as a CEO, as the leader of your business, your business is a direct representation of you. Right. And so everybody who owns a business needs to be willing to do the work that they tell their their client or sorry their their coworkers their employees to do you actually have to be willing to get in the mud and do what others aren't willing to do to be a leader and show up in the way that you're discussing so i love that you brought that up yeah. i love and, that and what i call that is and, and that's you know that's what, another thing i want to talk about you have to lead by example how are you how do you expect somebody 100%. else to do something now again ready as you move up in life you're going to be able to delegate things but if you've never done anything, if you've never crawled through the mud, you've never done like, you've never boots right. on the ground, how is anybody right. ever going to respect you as a person when you wouldn't even be willing to do it yourself? So right. you've got to lead by example. I'm, I'm here, I'm at the office, you know, pretty much every day. And yeah. in my agents, they like it when I'm here. Because now I, like, I, I don't have a closed door policy. I don't shut my door. When I'm working right. and doing stuff, obviously, if I'm on the phone, they can't just come in and say, hey, Paul, can you help me with this? But I've got a couch, I've got chairs, they come on in, they, they, I mean, all day long, we're talking. And, and it's, it's amazing, you just got to show up, you got to be here. And you got to lead by example, right. So to be a leader, like you've got to, it's vital that you show up and spend your time, it's vital that you take care of uh, your, your, your agents or your clients, even if you're so busy, that you feel you can't communicate. All you have to do is communicate that, that you that you're in a, that you're in a meeting and you'll get, you'll get to them in an hour or two hours. You just right. got to communicate to say, I don't have time at the moment, but I'll get back to you. Right. right. Cause right. And that's the thing, you, yeah. you know what, dude, and I, I hate to cut you off, but like okay. what you just said reminds me of something in uh, a book by uh, Jocko Willink um, called extreme ownership. And it's a leadership book written by two Navy seals, right? Leif Babin and, and Jocko Willink. And, you know, in, in that book, he talks about how communication from the top down in military or in business needs to be crystal clear. Like if it's not crystal clear and orders aren't direct and clear in military, obviously it's a little bit different in business, but still the same principles apply. Communication is the main thing that actually moves the needle forward in a business. Right? If, if as a leader, you aren't communicating exactly what needs to be done to your team, How's the team going to be able to know anything? And and leading your business business from a place of extreme ownership means that every single thing that happens in our businesses ultimately comes down to us as the leaders. It's our fault, whether we're winning, whether our teams are winning and succeeding in everything, or whether they're losing. Yep. Right. So I just wanted to bring that one up. Yeah. No. And it, it, I think it's it's extremely equally re uh, uh, relevant because. You've got to have a clear vision. If you're a leader, you got to have a vision. You have to have a sense of where you're going. You don't have to have all the answers. Right. 
you don't have to know absolutely everything you're doing. You know, I'm always building a plane while flying it, but I make sure. <laughs> I love that. You know, yeah. it's, you don't have to know everything. People, right. you know, people go into things and they overthink it. And they're, it's like, I, if I don't know how to swim, I'm, I'm jumping in, right? I don't just dip my toes in. I dive in and I figure it out. Now, you figure it out or you drown? <laughs> I haven't drowned. You know, I haven't, exactly. found, I haven't found a place that can drown me yet. How about that, right? It's like, you know, you gotta, you just gotta go for it. Cause there's, there's plenty in this world that's gonna kind of leave you behind if you're not willing to go for it. So, you, you know, as a leader, you know, you gotta structure and lead, lead the team. And, and with communication, the, what, the, one of the number, things, number one things I'm gonna say to you is your words have power. Your words have power. You've gotta use them, right? And, it, and it's not just about always using them. It's also about when not to use them, right? You're going to have uncomfortable situations where you have to deliver bad news, but there's a way to do it. You know, uh, uh, my Keeler coaching yesterday, I was literally all, all it was about yesterday was how to deliver bad news. It can be an offer that didn't get accepted. It can be firing a client literally because sometimes, I mean, I personally, I only work with certain type, types of people. You know, I don't work with disrespectful or rude people. I don't care if they're worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I, cause what I know for a fact is, is I can he handle 12, 13, 14 deals under contract, manage my company, train agents, hire agents. I'm literally about to start another new business. Like as a silent partner, I can do all these things. If I have clients that respect me, that understand that like, this is my profession and I'm allowed right. to, to, to walk them through the process. If I had two, that were disrespectful, yelling, swearing, or doing any of these things, it'd be very difficult to do all these things. So as a leader, you got to know what, you know, you, what your expectations are and hold people accountable. Not all money is good money, right? Not all clients are good clients. And maybe not for you. When, I, when it, something doesn't work for me, like, it's like there's a million different ways to say no without saying no. It's a breakup. It's, and it can be okay. My normal go-to thing is, Unfortunately, I think I'm not the agent for you right. and it's fair and I, but I'm, but I'm honest and I explain it. So, you know, you got to use your words. They're powerful and you got to remember when not to use your words because they're powerful. You can't let your emotions get involved in a big decision. You know, when to have to let somebody go, like that's tough. I, right. I I'll say it. I just had to, and it, right. you know, and it's unfortunate, you know, I'm not going to say names or anything, but it's, you know, it's not an easy decision, especially when you, I, you know, you care about these people. Anybody I bring into my inner circle or my company as a leader, it's vital that you care about them and take care of them. So it's not easy to see them, to, to see them go, you know, even if it's the right decision for your company and the other agents involved, you know, communication, your words have power. Right. You know? So hundred percent, man. No, I, and I love, I think that's, you know, the amount of the amount of direction and emotion that can be conveyed from words that's what creates the power right so you hit the nail you hit the nail on the head with that man 100 percent. and and the next thing i that i kind of want to talk about is you know when you were talking about the book that was that was written by uh who was it written by again the uh you're basically well, you said you, just, you were just talking about the, with the communication being crystal clear in like oh, yes. or, so extreme ownership extreme yeah. ownership it's yeah. so vital you have to take accountability you, if you play the victim 
How do you change or evolve? Understand that there's a lot of things that are actually more in your control than you think. We often convince ourselves to make excuses. And, and there's a comment that I don't know if it's common or not. I'm assuming it's common, but it's like one of my favorite sayings is excuses sound best to the ones making them, right? Because right. <laughs> you're convincing yourself why not to get up at this time or like right. then you start to kind of convince yourself why it's okay to eat this food or junk food or whatnot. And it's right. you either if you play victim, like, oh, poor me, this person did this to me, this happened to me. I can tell you the way I grew up, if I played victim, I would not be here. I'd be, I'd be saying that, you know, oh, I'm in prison and doing all these things because the environment I grew up in, this, this type of stuff is what my buddies were doing. This type right. of stuff, my parents weren't around. Like, you can't play victim if you want something better in life. You have to just find a solution. You have to evolve. You have to adapt. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to have emotional aspects. But understand, like, what do you ultimately want in life? You know, and, and one thing that I always, I used to think of as a kid is I, I never, it's interesting because in some senses, I, you know, people would, would assume I shouldn't be here or I would assume that I shouldn't be here. But understand it's what I used to see is I don't like this. I used to see things as a kid that was like, I don't want this. This is not what I want in life. I know I don't like this feeling. I don't like being angry. I don't like you know, being mad at the world, feeling, you know, by myself and all alone, like, you know, when I was younger or whatever. And it's, that's, you know what, sometimes, sometimes all you have to understand is what you don't like. You don't have to know the future. You don't have to have a plan. But if you can at least start where you know what you don't want, now you can start to dream and imagine where else it could go. And that's kind of the next thing I want to talk about is you got to have an imagination as a leader because you, you got to visualize where you want to go. And if you want to have great people around you that are like-minded, you got to talk about your vision. And what's going to happen as a leader is you're going to be doubted by close people to you. The closest people to you sometimes will be your biggest haters. They'll love you to your face. They'll hate you behind your back, but they'll love you to your face. And understand so, that's okay. It's okay. Dude, totally. So, so, so kind of touch base on that for a little bit for any maybe newer agents that might be watching um, you know, because, you know, becoming a successful, you know, six or six figure or seven figure real estate professional, it takes time, right? It's not like an overnight thing. You know, people want to, people go into the business thinking they're going to make six figures their first year, you know, just right out of the bay, right out of the gate. Right. What would you say to someone that's, you know, that has those kind of expectations for themselves and has a vision for themselves, but may or may not have the, pa uh, the, pa the patience to actually kind of follow through. Like, what would you say to someone like that? So number one, the first thing I tell them is, number one, when you first get into the business, you're going to find all sorts of noise out there telling you from other people that didn't successfully make it in the business. They're going to tell you, oh, it's good at times, but then it's bad. You got to be ready. They'll kind of scare you as a new agent to try to scare you because they failed at that being able to do it because it wasn't made for them. They try to, now this is what I was saying in the beginning. They're trying, to, they're trying to imprint your mind to make you think you can't do it because they feel infer inferior if you do it. They're just projecting their own, their own um, inability to, to see the broader picture. The second thing I'd say to a highly motivated agent, you already put, you put your finger on the button. It, it is patience. Okay, it's patience. patience. Things that happen quickly fall apart quickly. 100%, same with weight loss. <laughs> okay, right. If it's too Things quick, yep. You've got to be patient. 
you got to slowly, systematically, I mean, you don't have to do it slowly, but understand the results come slowly. And then all of a sudden they slap you in the face. All of a sudden you're so busy. They're so busy. Yep. And I've coached plenty of my agents through that process because I see them, they're hungry. They're new and like, they're getting all this attention on, on social media and all these places. They're crushing it. But they're like, ah, but I only got a couple here or there. And now all of a sudden, six months, seven months later, all of a sudden it's like, wow, you were right, Paul. Like it is happening. You were right. All I, all I had, they were thinking that sometimes what they do is they're so consistent and then they don't get the, the, the results that they want right away or in the first couple of months, maybe even, and then they right. change. So they think it's not working. So they change. So all I do is try to help them steer their ship and stay the course. You stay right. the course. If you keep doing positive things and, and you are providing value to people, it's not about money. If you're in this about money, good luck. You know, some people will make it, but right. long-term, that's not a good strategy. You got to provide value. We are helping people. This is a necessity. Number like, ready? What is a basic, you know, need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Food and shelter. People yeah. need a place to live. And it is stressful. People love their homes. So it's just a matter of steering them to make sure they stay the course. Because right. listen, I, I own a brokerage. Like, I'm not perfect. I have to re-steer my own ship when I know I'm veering off consistency so the patient's part how do you overcome the the in you know the inpatient person you just keep I, i'm a leader i fall i lead by example it's patience i i explain where i was at that time in my career i explain you know depending on what their age is like that i got into i didn't get into real estate till i was 28 right okay some of my agents are 21 22 yeah. 23 and they're starting to crush it they're 10 right. i'm 33 years old right now they're 10 yeah. years ahead of me. Like yeah. by the time they're my age right now, by the time they're 33, they're going to be way ahead of me at the age I'm at right now. So right. it's just perspective. Right. So, so what do I tell a new agent coming in? Don't worry about the haters, the white noise, the fuzz of all these people that couldn't make it. So what? So what? Right. They're going to keep telling you you can't make it because they're, they're, they're either jealous or, or they, they limit themselves. And now like the, one of the first things I said going into this was, you know, the second you realize other people in this world are actually trying to set your limitations for you is the second yes. your life will change. And I cut those people out of my life so quickly. It's not even funny. I don't care if they're family. I don't care if they're friends. If you're going to tell me that I can't meet my goals, you're a ghost. You don't exist for a while. Now, again, that's a little much, but the bottom line is this is I only have so much time. I'm 33, but I'm thinking how much time I have in a lifetime. There's so much I want to do. It's exciting. I have, you know, I feel like I have full control over my future and the future looks amazing. So I'm not going to allow anybody into my life that's going to tell me what I can't do. Growing up, you know, I was told beggars can't be choosers, right? I want the $1.99 cereal, not the 89 cereal. No, beggars can't be choosers. Never again in my life will somebody call me a beggar. And if they do, I'll kind of laugh at them because they probably watch this video and they're just trying to be, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, ex exactly. But the point is, is if I listen to that back then, if you listen as a new agent to these people warning you of all these cautions, right? Like, like don't let that program your mind. Right. You are capable of anything. Anything that has currently occurred in life or in history, or it's going to happen in the future, somebody was a part of that you are capable 
So that's what I would tell a new agent. Okay. We all, we're not all perfect. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. You just got to figure them out. hundred percent, man. And so, so talk to me a little bit about failure. You know sure. what I mean? Like, you know, failure, as far as, um, I think you mentioned in, in, in your itinerary here that like imposter syndrome, like did, did, yeah. do you feel as though that comes into play as an agent, yeah. as a broker that like you've been an agent, you're now broker and agent, your owner, Sure. You know, uh, how has, you know, let's, let's shift focus maybe even from a newer agent yeah. onto a seasoned vet in the field. You know what I mean? Like how can imposter syndrome kind of come up or failure come up for so, someone like that? Yeah. So number one, f- failure to me is what is failure, right? Like what is failure? Um, to me, failure is giving up on something, right? You tried it. And, you, and, and it didn't work out, but it's something you really want to do. And then you gave up. That is failure to me, right? Quitting. It, quitting is failure. It means you stop trying something you really want to do because after the first attempt, it didn't work out. How many attempts did it take for, for the, to find the filament for the light bulb? It was like a thousand attempts. And then they finally figured out like a horsehair would work for it. Like it, right. it's amazing. Like what if he yeah. stopped after one or two? Like yeah. understand that's not failure. That's a lesson learned. Right. You take the lesson, you learn from it. And that, so, you know, for a new agent coming in, that, so what is imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is, is something you put on yourself. It's almost like, it, I, the, I think the easiest way to relate to it is sometimes people have a hard time posting on social media first getting into real estate because they, right. because you're vulnerable. People want to know who you are and, you, and, and, and it's okay to show who you are. They're afraid of being judged. Because they're afraid to be themselves because they feel like they're impot like I'm gonna impot like am I really an agent? I just started, but are other people gonna reflect, you know, think that I'm not, right? So so then you go to a young agent doing a deal with an experienced agent. What I would say is ask questions. You can learn, they will help you, you know, provide value. You don't have to know everything. You just have to be willing to work hard to go get the answers. It's always one phone call away. So it's a matter of understanding it's a, it's a perspective. So to me, failure, failure, if failure is not an option, if you're willing to put the time in, in, in effort, you, you can't fail at anything, but you got the only, but you got to understand is there's a difference between failure and figuring out you don't like something. It's not failure. It means you tried it, right? You can't create something like right? Elon Musk. I mean, he, he, he was putting a lot of money into these rockets. He knew it would work. In the last one he did, if it didn't work, he would have been bankrupt and wouldn't, keep, wouldn't have been, been able to keep going. Yeah. His own idols, the people he loved, were mocking him, talking about being able to land a rocket. Okay. Right. Understand, it's a mindset. When you first get into real estate, you got to understand that, yes, it's going to take some time before your first deal closes. That's okay. It's par for the course. You have to go through the process to get to the... To, <laughs> to get to the success area, whatever your mindset you think success is. And, and if a lot of agents give up right when they're about to turn the corner. So you got to know the difference between when you're about to turn the corner or when you need to cut the cord. That right. so, is the indicator for failure. Absolutely. Like, so, so something that Tim Ferriss talks about a lot is, is the boiling point, right? The yeah. boiling point, right? And so what that basically means is, you know, at every business's, in every business's life, there's a point where, you know, it's struggle, 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 struggle going up. And then eventually it hits a, this boiling point. 
And once the boiling point occurs, it shoots up. Results start happening rapidly, right? Because success breeds success. Momentum breeds momentum. It's like pushing a snowball down a hill, right? right? Now, let me ask you this, then, man. So, so as far as leadership is concerned, how can you relate time and schedule as a real estate agent, broker, you know, you know, someone who's trying to build a team, because remember, this is all about leadership, a person who's looking to build a team. What sort of, you know, time management or your know, scheduling skills does a leader need to develop in order to correctly run a team? We talked so, about that a little bit. So you go back to consistency, right? So you have to be able to devote time to your team. So how do you do that? I mean, for me, honestly, I almost do the same thing every day. I wake up, I mean, I'm up at five or some, today I was up at, honestly, I was up at 4.15 today. I was excited to do this. I was thinking, I have all these great ideas, you know, and I know Good I'm kind of yeah. crushing to the end here, so I'm going to wrap up here. Yeah. But the bottom line is this is, and this is, it's leadership is, it, 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 this is all connected here. So you got to understand your, your mindset. You got to stay positive. You got to be able to adapt. You got to be able to be like, a leader is not the king in the back sending the troops in. To me, a leader is you're in the front. You're leading by example. You're coaching them through the stresses that you went through and find it. Right? It's like what I always say is I want to leave this place better than it was when I came in. Right. When I leave, I hope I'm leaving behind a better place than it was when I came in. So it's like, what do I remember when I was first an agent? And how do I ease that pain with with another agent? And then how do I coach them? So they're able to give and do the same thing to another agent. So now we're all working together to help one another to find value. So a leader, a true, true leader leads by example. You've got to understand, like I take full accountability. If one of my agents messes up, it's my fault, right? If, if I wake up late, it's my fault. If my dog were to bite somebody, it's my fault, right? If right. it doesn't, now what do Extreme I do? Extreme ownership. Extreme ownership. You've got to, if you are the type that points fingers and blames other people. We got to do a reality check here because understand that you're you have some accountability in that interaction because there's always a way to solve a problem. If you can't right. solve a problem, it's going to be very hard leading yourself or somebody else. And and ultimately, you know, uh, you've got to be able to remain calm, cool, collected, stop and think. Like there's so many different things you can do here. But the number one thing I would say is control your schedule, take care of your people, do the right thing. If you're, if you're in this just for money, everybody's going to sniff that you won't pass the sniff test and they're going to your clients, your agents, your people, your surrounding, you got to have great people around you. And people can hard, sense it. They're yeah. hard to find, understand it takes time. I went into this business ownership, hoping to have 16 agents and all these things within the first, you know, like 14 months. And then I realized how long it takes to renovate a building, you know, on my own right. with European people and like, understand it's okay. It's all good. Right. Stop and reflect where you came from. Appreciate what you've got, be grateful and just keep going forward. So as a leader, right. these are all things you really need to do in combination. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, a little over time, but you know, the last thing I'd say here after, outside of control your schedule and all these things, cause it helps mentally and physically. And we can go into that another time, maybe next week, but right. One thing I, I like to say, you know, some people say progress, not perfection. I agree to a little bit, but it kind of gives you an out. Well, I, you know, I only had uh, 10 gummy bears instead of 12 today, right? 
it's what I say is, you know, strive for perfection, but understand it's not a, it's not possible, right? There is no such thing as perfection, but there's nothing wrong with, but there's yeah. nothing wrong with trying to be per perfect. Okay. And, and the last thing I want to leave here, uh, that, you know, and it has to do with these people that try to influence you in a negative way. What I say is they're making assumptions because they don't know you. People don't know me to make assumptions all the time. People love me or hate me because I say the truth. People love me because I'll always tell them the truth. Some people hate me because I'll always tell them the truth. I can't help it. It's me. You're polarizing. That's it. So yeah. what I would say, what I, and this is, I, I hold this dearly. And what I say is in my concept, you know, I, I've come to find that those that make assumptions often find ignorance instead of knowledge. And if you stop and really reflect and think about that, those who assume often find ignorance instead of knowledge. Though, like, don't make assumptions. Powerful. Bottom line, I try not to make assumptions. And if I, and again, I'm human. Whenever I do draw that line or I realize I'm sorry, I made an assumption, I stop. And even if I'm in the middle of a conversation, I apologize to somebody. Hey, I'm sorry. I assumed that, you know, you were going, you know, the same speed I go, you know, or I assume like right. assumptions are the, the death of leadership. Assumptions are the, the crusher of goals. Like you can't make assumptions, you know? So, right. you know, you know, so, in the last so, thread, yeah. so Paul, let me ask you this, you know, as in, in closing, you know, if you could deliver one main piece of advice for someone who's currently like not a new agent, someone who currently has a team, but isn't seeing the results in their business like you are, or like other leaders are in the space, what would the one piece of leadership advice be if someone has a team and they're looking to scale, they're looking to push more deals through, they're looking to actually get better results with their current team. What would the one piece, one thing that, one takeaway that you could give them? So it's going to be broad. It's not going to be, this is what I would say. Okay. Everything you want is right on the other side of everything you don't want to do. Right. I love that. If yeah. you do, you ready? If you I love do it. what is easy, your life will be hard. If you do what is hard, your life will be easy. So what I would no. say is there's aspects to whatever it is they're doing that are hard or that they're avoiding and that they don't want to do, whether it's time yeah. management or whatever, everything you want in life is directly on the other side of everything you don't want to do. That's I love that. And it's so true, man, because everyone knows the things that will yield more success, more better follow-ups, better systems, you know, actually hammering phones, you know, shaking more hands, potentially even, potentially even door knocking, right? Like there's, I have, I have um, a few new agents in my city, in my hometown that just became agents recently. And one of them is doing way better than the other ones because he's actually willing to go door knocking. Yeah. He's actually willing to go door knocking. That's something that mo like people just won't do. Right. So there's so many things that we can do in like in, in the real estate business, in my business as a coach, in any business that you may not want to do, but just what you said, the results lie on the other side of the things that you don't want to do. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I love that. hundred percent. Paul, excellent, excellent uh, topic today, man. Is there anything else that you want to deliver in closing that, you know, that would be beneficial for anyone to hear, or did you hit the nail on the head with everything that you wanted to discuss today? I mean, 
mean, I could talk for hours, so I don't want to keep bugging yeah. people. But yeah, I mean, really, uh, my my biggest thing is, you know, don't don't let the number one thing I would say, don't let other people set your limitations. I have big goals and I have big dreams. Literally, when I was eight or nine, I I said my the first thing I'm going to buy for a real estate property was a multifamily. I was eight or nine. It took me. Until That's insane. Five. How did you even know that that existed? <laughs> Well, I knew because, you know, people, I mean, the, the bottom line is this is like, it took me from eight or nine years old until I was 25 years old with nobody helping me. I went to, I was the first person in my family to get a bachelor's degree in college. I paid for it for myself. I knew I had no help, but it didn't stop me. You know, it's like, understand, don't let others stop you or the perception of, of other people. You were all the, the more um, responsibility you have. The, the better you do, the bigger you get, the more haters you're going to have. I try to show respect to my haters. I am positive to them. I still have them, you know, but it's just, you, you just it, pretend they're not there. So what? Be you. Like, what do you want to do in life? Are you really going to let somebody else's perception prevent you from doing something that you truly want to do in life? Like, that, right. that's, that's what I'd say. You only have so much time. How do you want to spend it? And the, and the other thing too, to note, like, is that when we aren't creating the impactful work and actually changing lives, because here's the thing, when you work with people to put them in homes, you're changing their lives. Like you're literally changing the way that their kids are going to grow and evolve as kids, the way that the families, you know what I mean? There's so many things that you do in the real estate business that changes people's lives. If you don't understand that, you don't actually link it to that vision, to that um, sort of clarity in knowing that what you do makes an impact, it's so much harder to lead, right? And so I'm glad that you brought up everything that you brought up about um, about actually having that vision, about having that purpose and having that drive because it's so important. Now, Paul, um, we are getting a little bit close to our end here. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on board. Everyone who's watching right now, either you're watching live or you're watching in the replay live inside the inside of the Facebook community, Paul is going to be going live with us every week for the next 12 weeks to deliver, you know, different various topics on everything real estate, on everything leadership, on everything mindset as a real estate professional. Join us next week to see his next topic on Friday, same time. As always, guys, we're going to be going live here Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Pacific for the next 12 weeks. We're going to see how those first 12 weeks go, see where we can take this thing. I'm looking forward to delivering as much valuable content from as many of my high performance agents as I possibly can. Monday this week, we've got Mike Miller going live, topic to be announced. All right, thank you guys all so much. Paul, thank you so much for your time, man. Say, you know, say goodbye to everyone and we'll see you next Friday. Absolutely. Okay? Uh, thanks again for uh, tuning in and listening to me talk. And uh, I look forward to coming back next week and I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, awesome, man. Absolutely. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you on Monday.